This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It was cold. There's nothing fun about sitting at the base of a blind instead of in the blind. Okay, and... and <laughs> True. Which I don't understand. Yeah. I, I, was just I was just playing along, and I was going with it, because I knew he was trying to, like, take some photos and stuff. And But I'm sitting here, my toes are frozen solid. I am not a big guy. I am skinny. And I was like, why are we sitting out here in the wind and the cold when... We're sitting under the blind. <laughs> I don't understand what is going on here. <laughs> like if he suffers, so, I gotta suffer that. I guess I guess <laughs> I guess I never thought about it because you and I had a conversation yesterday when it was just us in the kitchen and you were telling me like, yeah, that stands just a one man, so both y'all aren't gonna fit in it. Right. But I guess I never told him. <laughs> If I gotta be cold, you gotta be cold, bro. <laughs> like, oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. All right, everyone, welcome back to another Fall Obsession podcast. I am Sam. I'm your host for this week's episode. I'm sitting in veteran hunt camp for our 2022 season with our hunt host, Waylon Langford. Welcome back. And our veteran hunt giveaway winner, Mike Demshock for 2022. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thank you very much. Man, uh, I love recording in person. Waylon knows this. It's my it's my favorite method to to record with our guests. I, I love recording virtually, but sitting down, especially in hunting camp, with cross table from somebody is is the best way to do it. So yeah, much better. Yeah, it's been a minute since uh, you were on here as well. So good to have you back. But um, Mike, this weekend uh, we wanted to get you out here. We wanted to get you in the woods. Want to get you having a good time and everything. To start off our conversation, tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and and where you're from and what you do. All right. Well, I um, live out in uh, Rome, Texas right now. Um, work for the railroad and spent five years as a Marine Air Traffic Controller stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> and one of the things that I mean, I guess the reason why I'm here yeah. is what I do is I have a pay it forward mentality when it comes to um, veterans benefits. So back in the day, probably, let's see, five years ago, um, I had a veteran help me get through the uh, VA benefits process. Just, 
you know, firsthand information really help not doing it for me, helping me get through it. And he told me, I, you know, tried to buy him a bottle of bourbon one time and he was like, nope, I don't want anything. Just pay it forward. And that's been my mentality ever since. Just help people as much as you can and make them do it for themselves, but give them the guidance while they do it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's why I'm here. That's why Mike put me on the, uh, the list. So yeah. Well, and, and to that, uh, to that point, you talk about the reason that, that you are here. It, it has left a, a big enough impression with those that you have helped, um, for one of those gentlemen to find it fitting to write you in for this veteran hunt. Cause the way that we run the hunt as, as Waylon knows is, you know, it's, you can apply yourself as a veteran or nominate somebody else. And we had a, another gentleman nominate you, which was really, really cool. And I, I know your his nomination said a lot about you and it's a very cool thing that, that you're doing. Um, and, and from my understanding, that whole process of, uh, and I have zero experience with it myself, but that, you know, the, the VA process and everything like that is very, uh, can be very challenging if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it could be a little convoluted. I mean, there's a lot of things that veterans need to know or they need to do or, you know, <clears throat> sometimes it's just as simple as knowing the keywords that the vet, the VA is looking for when you go in and do your claims. And, you know, you could have all the issues in the world, but if you don't use the right wording, then you get denied for stuff. And that's kind of what it's all about is using the experiences that I have to help to help those other veterans and make it easier for them to get through the process. Yeah. Right. And then hopefully those veterans and a lot of them are, um, take that forward and use those experiences to help other veterans. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's what the veterans community is about. That's what all of the, all of the organizations that are out there are about veterans helping veterans. And that's one of the mentalities that I live by. That's <clears throat> awesome. It is cool. Very, very cool to to do it in your small circle and 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 with your immediate community. I guess I should say, you know, it's it's it, it's awesome that you're doing that. And I'm not a veteran, but I I do appreciate it. it it's very, awesome. very well recognized for sure. So but this weekend we're hunting. Yes, and we we've, are. And we've yes, been hunting. We a, we've been hunting a little bit. So. Um, I know a long time ago, Waylon, you and I recorded a podcast with a couple other folks on here, and we talked about the uniqueness of where we're at right now. Right. We have a lot of new viewers, new listeners since that time, so tell us a little bit about where we're at. Okay. Uh, I was invited out here many, many, many moons ago to come and look at this lease to get on. So I drove all the way out to Vernon, Texas, and they said, this is it. I'm looking at a thousand acre wheat field. That's it. I said, oh, and it was my best friend. And I said, okay, quit joking. I'm, I'm here for business. Let's go see it. This is it. Put your stand right here. In the middle of this thousand acre wheat field? Yeah. I, I so I didn't get on it. I said no. And then come deer season, I'm a, I think I was hunting in Lano. And but come deer season they started sending me these pictures of the deer they're killing. And I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. So uh I tried to get it back get on. I'm on. Well, we ain't got a spot for you now. Come on, man. Nope, ain't got a spot. So I finally got a spot five miles from them. Still, thousand acre wheat field. I, I would, my opening morning, I thought, okay, they just took my money. There ain't gonna be any deer here. <laughs> but sure enough, some of the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life come out of a thousand acre wheat field. I don't know how they do it, but yeah. If there's a small patch of woods close, that's where they are. And it's a honey hole because a lot of people 
just like myself that day say that yeah there's no deer here they, they they can't survive out here but as if you go back and look uh i'm testament of how big the deer are out here yeah it's a unique hunting because you're basically sitting in a wheat field looking at a little patch of woods that may have a small creek through it and that's that's basically it it's a thousand acre wheat field everywhere you look but yet you'll be sitting there and they will you can see the dust devil from them running before you can actually see the deer they're so far out there and they come in from where i don't know yeah but that's the that's the honey out here is you sit and you stare at a thousand acre wheat field <laughs> watching the grass grow that's the yeah. way it's felt all week <laughs> well it's kind of it's kind of like i was telling and, and it's cold yeah well, let me tell you it may not say it's cold on the on the app the weather app but it's cold <laughs> well it's kind of like i was telling you driving out here you know i, I was like hey we'll pull up you might not think anything of it. It might not feel like <laughs> yeah. deer camper where you would traditionally think of, you know, the prime hunting spot being, but there's been, there's been big deer killed out here. I mean, the, mm-hmm. one of them is the photo right behind us of your dad, you know, with, yeah. with, with one of his best deer. So, which is a really awesome picture. And I know you have a, uh, uh you can tell our listeners just a, real briefly about your, uh, buck of a lifetime that has come off this place as well buck of a lifetime probably never see another buck like that again uh i was in the right place at the right time i can't say i'm mr all-around hunter i just happened to be lucky uh but he scored 204 and 5 8 uh he holds the county record and he holds he's the number one in the state as far as district two division two which is North Texas, kind of West Texas area. Yeah. Uh, he's still number one. Wow. And I shot him back in 2013 to 14 season. Wow. But yeah, he holds the county record out here. That's awesome. Yeah. So what have been your your thoughts and impressions coming coming into this? And, and well, let's back up first. Well, to to let's the start with this. He told me when we started this hunt that we were gonna break that record. <laughs> We've got one day left. We've got three hours of hunting, and I haven't seen it. Hey, so. it ain't done. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. You, hey, you never know. He didn't think that 204 would walk out in front of him. Sure didn't. Uh, all right. Sorry. I know. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so so backing up and 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 back to the briefly to the veteran giveaway and and you being nominated by another individual um that's where this experience began for you was with with that phone call so from that point kind of give us your your thoughts going into this event um well it was kind of weird because like i was talking to waylon earlier today about it and i was like he was asking me you know what i thought and i was like well when i talked to mike about it when he had nominated me originally i really didn't know much about it he just kind of offhanded you know said hey i put you in for this thing and i was like all right well you know i never win anything yeah whatever i'm not the guy that wins stuff <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um especially hunting stuff i'm the world's worst hunter like it's a fact um and you want a 200 deer (laughs) (laughs) um so i got the phone call and i was like all right well i guess sure i just got to figure out how to get off of work right so i ended up getting off of work and you know set it up you live literally like 20 minutes it's on the way to out here yeah, I was it, by my house it, every day when he comes out, or every time he comes out here, or any times he comes out this way, he's got to drive by my house. So pick me up at my house, and uh, the guy that put me in, he helped me sight my rifle in before I came out here, which was nice. Um, I haven't sighted, sighted that rifle in, in probably three years. It's been a long time since I've been hunting. Um, 
do a lot more tactical shooting and handgun shooting and stuff like that, go to ranges, go out to my sister's ranch, so on and so forth, but not a lot of hunting. Yeah. A <clears throat> um, little bit more sport shooting, I guess we would call it. But uh, so I went out, sighted the rifle in, and, you know, kind of got my, my gear together. And, you know, now here we are. Yeah. Well, he probably told you right off the bat, <clears throat> this isn't a five-star... You know what? Outfitter. This you is know? way better than what I expected. Well, that's that was one of going to be my question is, what did you expect? Yeah. Well, I, was you thinking hunting lodge with a big fireplace? No, 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 no. You know, chef. I, I was expecting like a a little a tent. No, I was. Ex I was. Well, he said it was. He didn't say it was a tent. So I was expecting. I was like, all right. Well, you know, it's some double wide out on some dude's property with no heat and no electric. I, I should start telling people it's a tent next year. Yeah. <laughs> that way they get they're so pleasantly are, surprised. Uh, at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> no. Yeah, if you tell them it's a tent and they come out here and say, yeah. "Oh, this is a house." Hey, that makes us look even that much better. Exactly. No. <laughs> Last guy I kept complaining about how cold it was. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it's cold. All right. I'm a cold I think dude. It, I think it was 50 today. The, the, yeah. No. Inside the house. Inside the house. <laughs> now you're not making the house sound so nice. I no. mean, it's what? 60 years old, probably? Oh. I Maybe a little older than older that. Older than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, if y'all can see it, that's the furnace. So yeah, <laughs> which was put in just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it worked great. But to your point, but it's fantastic here. This is yeah better than what you can imagine for you know a hunting weekend cabin. Like this is way better than I expected it. Well, when when I was taking you for the first time to show you, okay dropping you off to where you were going to actually hunt. And we were driving down that rock road. And I was like, yep, this is it. What were you thinking at that point? You know, it's kind of hit or miss for me because I've hunted in different areas. I'm a really bad hunter. Let me refer Let me start with that again. <laughs> we're gonna have to touch on this here in a minute so <laughs> but he keeps, he keeps bringing been, that up. i know yeah hunting in a lot of places i grew up in new jersey so i've i've done the northeast hunting different different type of deer different type of hunting you don't feed you don't do any of that kind of stuff my sister's got a ranch out in graham i've done hunting out there and that's more this style hunting but that's cattle ranch land where this is farm wheat land so i mean it's similar to what we do out in graham but it's not the same because the like the streams and stuff that you have running through the property here for the farms gives you those oases that yes. you guys are yeah. hunting those little islands of <clears throat> of trees and stuff like that where you don't see that at my sister's property gotcha. but to get to the point of me being a really bad hunter i haven't shot a deer in like probably 18 years <laughs> i'm not lying and i've been hunting many many times that would have been nice to know not many like day. not many like <laughs> these guys but i mean you know it's probably been i've been out on my sister's property I've been here 12 years. I've probably been out there, I don't know, seven or eight times and saw like maybe seven or eight doe the, the entire. <laughs> we're, we're sitting in the stand the first evening, which, which was a slower evening until, and, and we'll get to it here in a second until that, that one deer showed up. Um, and Mike's looking out the window and he just kind of quietly says, no, some along. I don't remember exact words, but some along the lines of, "No deer, just my luck. I never see deer when I go hunting." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, we're gonna have to change that this weekend. That's not gonna fly." Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty well. much what I said. Yeah. I was like, "This is this is me hunting." Like, yeah, I come out like... here. I sit in a blind for four or five hours. We see nothing, and 
I go home with a smile on my face because I got four or five hours of peace and quiet. Yeah. Just nothing. Just the sound of nature, which I'm okay with that. That's that's a good hunting trip to me. So it, you don't shoot anything, you don't shoot anything. That's not what hunting is about. Yeah. <clears throat> that first night was pretty slow. Yeah. But well, and and the first evening, then you, at least it was a first, first for me observing what happened. But um, we actually saw a deer that had already been shot. Was the first deer that we got to see this trip, which was very, very surprising. And and I made a comment to you. I was like, you know, because he was a he was a decent decent buck coming across this field from a adjoining property, and it was obvious that he'd been shot and blood running down his leg and. You know, normally when you see see a decent deer, you get get a little excited, and you know you're starting to think, all right, am I going to shoot him? Am I going to not? And it was just, it was a weird feeling for me, even as a producer with you. I'm not even the hunter, and I'm thinking, what do you do? What do you do? What am I supposed to do with this? I'm very, it was a very confused feeling for me. I've never, yeah, never felt that way before. There was no, there was no excitement in it, right? Yeah. There was, was no like. I think if the deer had not already been shot there would have been excitement because i it was definitely a deer that was worth taking right it was was a good book yeah it it looked good especially from the profile and and to be the first deer you saw too yeah Yeah. it was the first deer that we saw and then it comes across injured and already shot and it kind of like in your head you're like well I should probably shoot this deer just so that it doesn't suffer. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what we're thinking the whole time that it's coming across. Like as it's coming into range is, you know what? That might be my one tag here, but it's the right thing to do. It's it's the right thing to do is to take this deer. Yep. Yeah. And then, well, <laughs> you, you got it. No, I'll, I'll let there. you tell that part. <laughs> I mean, so it comes across, and we're sitting in a blind for the listeners that don't really know kind of how this blind is set up. It's a uh, it's a blind sitting looking at a feeder. The feeder's sitting at what a hundred yards? A little over hundred. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> And the tree line comes across, and it probably starts at the corner. Probably starts at 200, and it gets a little bit closer as it comes across. So as you get closer, there's a barbed wire fence that runs directly down, probably five feet off of the feeder to five feet off of the blind. Yeah, I mean and you're right on the edge of a wheat right field, the, and the right wheat fields are fenced. Field. Yeah, yeah, that has the barbed wire fence. And the tree line's to the right and the barbed wire's to the left. And this deer comes across and it comes across and it finally gets within like, you know, a good solid, I'm not going to miss this shot, probably 120 yards, yeah, 130, somewhere in somewhere there. In there. And I line up, I'm spot on, I take the shot and this deer looks up and it goes like this and I'm like, what happened? It didn't budge. It didn't even move. It didn't even know that I shot at it. And I'm still looking down the scope, and I can't see anything going on. And he takes his eyes away from the binoculars, and the barbed wire is just doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and I don't even know it this time. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, you shot the barbed wire. But I didn't break the barbed wire. That, That was amazing. I just nicked it enough. To offset the trajectory of my bullet, that I didn't drop the deer, and then by the time I got a chance to even think about how insane that was, and rack another bullet, the deer was gone. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was not able to accommodate what that deer needed. But yeah. Well, it happens, and we tried I to know, do the right thing. I know <laughs> I, I'm sitting in my truck, and ding, you know phone goes off and I look at it and I think it was yeah he shot it was a miss he hit barbed wire and 
my eyes light up and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to go out there and splice some barbed wire. And then, <laughs> and then his next text was, oh, by the way, the barbed wire's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, okay, how do you hit barbed wire and it be fine? I, I was amazed. It's, I mean, it's in the video. We yeah. watched the footage multiple times. You see this deer. He shoots. The deer doesn't budge. He just turns and looks. Just looks at the blind. Just like, seriously <laughs> like that that's literally how it Not felt and the just... fence just shakes and the wires spinning it's like golly yeah it was pretty cool i mean i hate that it that you missed and i hate that i mean i know deer are tough tough boogers uh but you know i i, I wish you would have got it just for the ethical thing of putting that thing out so it didn't suffer but it happens yeah it's happened to all of us yeah and and to the point of how tough deer are i mean we from the time we first saw this deer to the time he disappeared he covered 500 yards total probably easy in just his path of travel yeah. and and he bedded down on y'all too that, that yeah. i was going to mention that it was very interesting because i i've never seen a deer just bed in the middle of the field yeah. like that smack dab middle of the field just oh i'm tired i'm laying down yeah that's when you took when you texted that that's when I really knew that, oh, this, this deer is probably hurt really good mm -hmm. for him to bed down twice like that. Yeah. I didn't realize how open the locations that he bedded down was until we went back today Yeah. after our morning session. And we went back and I was looking, I was like, where did this bed, where did this buck bed down at? And I'm looking in the field and it's just one foot like wheat strands or maybe it was hay strands or whatever it was last year that's regrowing in those areas <clears throat> but that's what surprised me i'm looking at it, i'm like this is just flat this is where the winter wheat's at the winter wheat's all green yeah and there's a little bit of like the the tan hay coming up yeah from last year's seed or the summer seed or whatever and that's where he was bedding down in yeah and I mean, there was no cover. There was no nothing. No, it was purely he had to, he he just had to go down right there at that moment. He yeah. it was that weak. Yeah. But, so we had that interesting encounter the first yeah. evening. Saw a few doe right before dark, and then that took us into this morning, which also was a little underwhelming, I guess. Just. Only a few, know. only only a few deer saw. At least in 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 my opinion, just we're we're seeing. I, I, and Grant, I haven't hunted out here like Waylon has, um, but comparing it from you know to last year and everything, I was you know thinking of our experience with Mark and everything. And I, I guess part of it too is me me sharing the host responsibilities with Waylon too. You know, I want you to have a good right. experience. I want you to see bucks, and so I'm always like. Ah hope we see a buck hope we see a buck oh those again golly you know but those again not that not that it wasn't like yes we were seeing deer but you know obviously we want to we want to get you on a buck so and that's yep. the intention but um however what you were observing from your new stand of choice <laughs> is uh is what's determining our our hunt spot for this evening we just got done with and then tomorrow morning so uh yeah, you're going to hunt from your truck from now on. Tell us about yeah, that. <laughs> you know, I've set out in the blizzard cold on the ground hunting. That's what I like to do is ground hunt. Uh, i got stands when it gets really cold going there. Uh, hunting with, with my son, so, you know. And plus, I like the heater in the stands. But I have found out after this weekend, being the host and not hunting, I just pull way out find me a spot park in my truck and i'm just sitting there waiting on y'all to tell me come get you i think i've seen more deer sitting in my truck than i have the whole time i've been out here you know? <laughs> big buck you know and i'm going i'm texting y'all the big bucks over here 80 yards away from me <laughs> and he didn't even care that i was sitting there smoking a cigarette, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he did not care yeah, I thought it was a fluke. So this after, and that was yesterday. So this yeah. afternoon or this morning, I'm, like, well, I'm getting mixed up here. Yeah, 
that was in the morning, so that afternoon, doing the same thing, and see him again. Uh, the first time, he was like 300 yards away. This time, he was 80 yards away. Didn't even care I was there. The does didn't care I was there. And so I've come up with a new theory that, okay, I'm just going to hunt out of a warm truck from now on. <laughs> yeah, so he's it, seeing the, the big buck sitting in his truck. We're sitting in the blind, freezing our butt off, and we don't see any doe, any deer whatsoever until we decide to start moving out of the blind and come around the edge because we're tired of looking at nothing. <laughs> a thousand acre weed field. Well, yeah, well, yeah, a thousand exactly. acre weed field. Well, not only that, but then we come out of the blind to change our tactic late morning to, to come around and, and start looking mm-hmm. at some of the area you're able to right. see from the truck. And no sooner have we made that corner, you send me a text message of your cell camera showing deer at the feeder oh, we just right. left. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> and we scare four deer off, four doe off the corner that we're stalking around. So <clears throat> that didn't help much either. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it changed our tactic, though. So that we got smart we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna move here and with your recommendation and everything you know we got a spot in that field that you had been seeing all the activity in, right. and that led to what has been our most eventful hunt certainly so far this trip so and another reason i'm really glad that we uh i want to see if you need a drink there we uh i'm really glad that we saw the deer that we saw <clears throat> today because I, I think it's just setting us setting us up good for tomorrow yeah so this afternoon into i guess this evening yeah. was definitely more eventful than we've seen since we've been here yeah <clears throat> um but it was cold let me tell you it was there cold there's nothing fun about sitting at the base of a blind instead of in the blind okay and and <laughs> true which i don't understand yeah. well, I, was just playing, I was just playing along and i was going with it because i knew he was trying to like take some photos and stuff and but i'm sitting here my toes are frozen solid i am not a big guy i am skinny and i was like why are we sitting out here in the wind and the cold when we're sitting under the blind. <laughs> I don't understand what is going on here. <laughs> like if he suffers, so, I gotta suffer that. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess I never thought about it because you and I had a conversation yesterday when it was just us in the kitchen, and you were telling me like, "Yeah, that stands just a one man, so both y'all aren't gonna offend it." Right. But I guess I never told him. <laughs> the chair out of the blind. <laughs> we can go in there and get the chair, but you can't go in there. I gotta get it. I never thought of this. Restricted access. You need the pin code. Well, we weren't in the blind because yeah, it's we a, in the blind. Because it's a one-man blind. That's why we weren't. So in the both blind. of us were sitting on the ground. In the cold and the wind. <laughs> we can, Just to paint the picture for everybody. We, we, so we, we, can, uh, we can make adjustments tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't think of that. So uh, when he says we can make adjustments, what he means is he's going to take pictures from inside the <laughs> <laughs> And I'm still going to sit at the base of <laughs> And I'm still going to be on yeah. top of the hill this my truck. still going to be in his truck. <laughs> and they'll be like, listen, bro, if you want a buck, you got to pay your dues, all right? <laughs> It is what it is. I I am sorry, dude. I never even I ne- that never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Holy cow. You shouldn't be sorry. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine what he's thinking the whole time. 
We're, we're sitting underneath a blind. Yeah. Why, why are we sitting underneath a blind? Oh, in my head, I'm going, bro, we can cuddle. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, my wife ain't going to be mad, and I ain't going to be upset. Like, <laughs> Just get me in that blind. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. If your wife's upset, that's fine. It's outside. But if your wife's not going to be upset, my wife's not going to be upset. We're snuggling, bro. Let's get warm. Oh, God. Oh, my word. Maybe that's what we did wrong. Uh, so, anyway. Anyway. We're cold. Yeah, we're cold on the ground underneath the blind. So, but we did see quite a few quite a few deer and we got in there early and the deer were moving pretty promptly after we got in there we got in there no they weren't no they weren't no no they we got there at like two o'clock and i would say we didn't see a single deer until four i was three thirty it was sooner than that we had the deer moving on the far outside and then those two does come out on the left yeah but that was a like I guess that counts. All right, I'll count that. <laughs> they're like they're like six hundred yards out. They're, you could barely see them in your binoculars. Does that count? You got a thousand acres. Does does that count? That, that counts. Man. <laughs> when we come back a and say, "Oh acres. yeah, I saw thirty deer Listen. today." <clears throat> Three of them were only on our place. If I counted every <laughs> the speck other that moved a across, mile away. If you count every speck that moves across the thousand acre wheat field, <laughs> every hunting trip is going to be a good hunting trip. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> nah, but it, Does it, it was good. It counts. It counts. It counts. Hey, y'all are, y'all are the experts. So we'll count them. So we started seeing deer like... I don't know, three o'clock then. <laughs> actually, it was actually two, we saw we one thirty when was, we were pulling in. There you go. We I was gonna him. give you credit for that too. Right. We're gonna back up. All right. We got in there early. Yeah. yeah. Heaven, you seen by fifty today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we started seeing deer. Most of them were on the other side, probably what's realistically out of range for most hunters on the other side of the next field yeah um and there was a lot of movement on that side of the field there was and i I think the the biggest thing that made the difference in what we saw this evening was the the number of bucks because leading into this hunt we had only seen really the the one injured buck Yep. That, that had been the only buck that we had laid eyes on. You had been observing the buck from your truck, mm-hmm. but we, uh, we'd we only seen the one. So we saw more does, definitely, especially toward the end. There was a big group of does out yeah, there. It but, got really busy by 4.30. Yeah, the, the last <clears throat> hour, hour and a half, it, it was solid activity all the way through. But um, started seeing smaller deer one antler deer we saw two one antler deer tonight i'm good thank you so wait that started Um, with it started with the doe that came up from our left from behind you yes we had two we're we're sitting in the middle of a thousand acre wheat field (laughs) underneath a blind and we have deer coming in bow range (laughs) which is amazing the doe were coming out of the like out of the they come out the of the creek. Yeah. That, that yeah. little tunnels. Yeah. That little tunnel, and it just came up, and they started, and they came in, and they came out in front of us first, and it's two of them, and they're young. They can't be more than two years old. They yeah. Were not old deer. The one, <clears throat> the one darts back into the woods, and the other one is just like super curious, I guess, and comes back around behind us. And mind you, the wind is blowing away from us, so it's blowing. It's in our face. It's in our face, and blowing our scent behind us into the thousand-acre wheat field. Yeah. And this deer, instead of coming in front of us into the like clearing that's there, it decided it was going to go behind us, and it comes in behind us, 
40 yards. Yeah, well, I mean, so where he's sitting, he's facing the tree line, and he he has a good line of vision to his left and his right. Well, where I'm sitting to the side of the blind that we're sitting underneath, I I cannot see to his left as well because it's kind of to my back. I, I'm I'm more tucked back by by the the post behind the blind, and so he tells me he's like, I had glanced over my shoulder a couple times and seen him on the tree line, but he tells me he's like, yeah, they're they're coming up around behind you. I was like, oh okay, and so I slowly glance over my right shoulder expecting to see him out in the field. No, this deer is forty <laughs> yards away from me, walking yeah. toward me. And I'm like, what in the world? And no joke, like, my first thought is my wind's blowing right that direction. Our wind's blowing that right yeah. that direction. And it was like she hit a brick wall. She was just walking her normal pace, all is good, and then brick wall Bam. stop. She caught that scent, and they were gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, and we had a couple deer pass by there. The next one that also came within bow range even closer was that, that one antler buck. That, uh yeah, your daughter, your daughter, him, yeah. him Elliot. Yeah, caught him on but the trail cam and named him. Apparently, there's only two people in this camp that have <laughs> seen the movie Open Season that knows who Elliot is. Yeah, neither of yeah. us are one of them. Just so we are. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so we know how all this is working here. Yeah, so if any of our viewers or listeners have seen Open Season, kudos to you. Points yeah. for you. Yep. So they know who Elliot is. Yeah. So this one, we saw two one antler deer tonight, but this one, he, he started a ways away from us, probably 350 out or so. Yeah. Matter of fact, he started exactly where Whelan said deers never come up. Like, <laughs> he literally, we were on the truck ride up and I was like, I'm like, he said they come out over here and I was like, all right. And he said they go back in over here. I was like, do they ever come back across? Like, do they come across the field ever? It's like, nope, never seen him come across the field before. Well, <laughs> Deer yeah. comes up right where Waylon said he's going to come up, comes a- comes across, walks the fence line a little bit, and then... Beeline right sure through Sure than nothing, dude comes right across the field. <laughs> right where Waylon said nobody, they never come. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this is a joke, right? <laughs> Deer comes right to us. <laughs> 30 yards <clears throat> walks around gets dead downwind from us and oh my god he he stood there for a while just kind of staring at us took a few <laughs> steps toward us and then just walked away he if didn't you were care a bow hunter like oh if i was a bow hunter that's well, you are a bow hunter well, if I was bow if I was bow hunting underneath like, the blind then yeah that would have like been my the, opportunity yeah well, and but I mean, just that deer's behavior on the fence line too. I made the comment to you. I was like, "That's what we need a buck to do," because there were before he got thirty yards away from us, there were plenty of shot opportunities. That's what we were hoping that any buck that came out would do what he did. So, Waylon will get that one next year. Maybe he's got potential. Yeah. So that wasn't the end of it. We saw plenty more bucks. Yeah. Kind of, I don't, I don't know. It was an eventful it, night. Yeah. Or an eventful evening hunt. We did not see <clears throat> or confirm see the... We saw some bucks chasing way off in the distance, yeah. but we did not see the, the target buck that you've had your eyes on a couple days now. So yeah. hopefully that's what will be different in the morning is we might get a crack it at will. that deer. So yeah. that's what we're It'll hoping for. Up. We did have a three-pointer and I guess a nice eight-pointer, yeah. but it was... A narrow eight-pointer sitting at the feeder at the same time yeah so we had those and you know just wasn't the right buck to shoot at the time yeah <clears throat> but and then we had one little one guy scurry across the field that we didn't get a really good look at I think that was our, our boy yeah but we didn't have enough <laughs> it definitely didn't come in range for us to even have yeah. A remote shot at it. Came across, took a hop or two, made a couple seconds stop, and then started moving <coughs> away from us. So it wasn't, unless you were lined up on it when it came across, there was no shot on it. Yeah. And you never had a chance to verify that it was big enough or the right deer. So, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but that's hunting, right? Yeah. It'll be there. 
So we got one more hunt. Tomorrow morning. In typical, I guess what's becoming typical fall obsession fashion, we're going to bring it down to the wire every right time. So <laughs> that's what happened last year with, yeah. uh, with Mark. We're going to take it down to the wire with you too. So hopefully, like hopefully we get it done. Now, I remember with Mark, it, it was hot. There's two days, and then on that third day, it was cold. It's going to be cold It was. Morning. So it was cold. It won't be that cold. It was cold both mornings with Mark. It was colder the first morning because I didn't turn on the heater. I about froze Mark out of that blind the first morning, and the second morning, you were like, you know you can turn that heater on, right? I was like, okay. <laughs> so the second morning, we turned that heater and that blind on. And it wasn't as bad. But with when Mark was down here, it was probably 20s and 30s yeah. were the lows. So yeah. it was... Oh, that would be miserable. It, it, was, it was cold, cold. I'm not a cold. That, and that wind was just blowing. When we took pictures with Mark, with his deer, um, you know, we took pictures with him. We got a picture of him and Waylon. And then Waylon took a picture of Mark and I with the deer. I've never posted that picture of Mark and I. Because I look like a hobo with how much, how many layers I have on, <laughs> and all really? the, and all the different colors. I got like seven jackets on, this blue, bright blue beanie, because that's the only beanie I had with me. It was just I, I look like a homeless person. I was like, no, that's that's not going on the, on the website. It. it was forty-five <laughs> this morning. I wore four pairs of pants out there. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's it what I that's four, what I did last year. So. 50 when we walked out this morning yeah. to the truck and loaded our stuff up. It was 50. It was probably 45, 48 when we were at the at the blind. And so you keep saying it, how cold it is, and I'm like, dude, if you only knew. Man. Says the guy that was sitting in his truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take 110 any day of the week. Oh, I'm the opposite, I'm that kind man. of guy. I'm the opposite, but. Well, man, I hope that we have some luck in the morning. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good hunt. We've we've been playing cat and mouse with the rain a little bit. Not that there's much to that game when it comes to rain, but we've been lucky that it's laid off yeah. Yeah. as much as it has. Good. But um, tomorrow morning, I think, is going to be, be a good morning out there. So hopefully we'll get it done. But obviously we like to be recording a podcast in camp with a successful story. Did the best we could. But Well, you'll have a successful follow-up. Successful follow up, and the video the will story. obviously show show the success. Absolutely, so, yes, sir. And maybe um, maybe we'll have to get cozy in the morning in the one man blind. We'll see. So. <laughs> Let me know. We're so definitely gonna take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, may, maybe if we get in the blind together, we'll be more comfortable. And since you always see the deer from your All truck, right. maybe oh, if you park right it. next to us, I got a better idea. I got a better idea. <laughs> Y'all get in the blind. And I'm getting in the truck. <laughs> yeah, the deer comes to the truck. Let's just leave him in the pickup. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, man, it's been it's been fun having you out here. Um, I I always I look forward to this trip. Like last year and again this year, it's always a good time to 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 get out here and hang out. And we got other guys in camp with us this year too, which is even more fun in my mind. I appreciate. I know y'all aren't on the video or anything, but I appreciate y'all letting us record podcasts but share camp with you as your guests so yeah. it's much much appreciated so thank y'all but hope you get a big one tomorrow man and if you do for sure we'll be doing a, a follow-up on that one so absolutely but we uh we enjoyed having you here and and appreciate your not to sound cliche but appreciate your service to to the military and then also what you do for other veterans out there to to help them as well we really do appreciate that so absolutely um i just want to say thank you to sam and waylon the other guests here at camp it's been a fantastic time even if i don't get anything this was a weekend to remember all right i've had a fantastic time I appreciate Fall Obsessions and everything that y'all are doing for the veteran community. And hopefully y'all get a chance next year to do the same. Um, really great opportunity for everybody. Just for the veterans out there that are listening, remember you are the ones that are going to be there for the other veterans, right? We are a community. 
be there for each other. Doesn't matter what is needed. I mean, all these organizations, they're based around the same thing. Veterans helping veterans get through things. All right. So whether it's helping somebody with issues that they're having or helping them get through their VA benefits or whatever it is, we're a, we're a team, we're a family. All right. So that's all. That's really, that's awesome. That's, that's my motto yeah. is we're here for each other. We were a family when we were in the military. We're a family now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just a bigger family because all the veterans are veterans from all the different services. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Awesome. Very well said. Thank you both. Yes, sir. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Waylon, thank you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. We'll do it sooner rather than later next time. Mm-hmm. For our listeners out there, viewers, thank you all for tuning in. If you haven't already, whatever platform you're listening on, be sure that you like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. We're on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube and Carbon TV. Website is fallobsession.com. Go check us out. Explore around on there. Uh, all the social media platforms, be sure you follow. We do daily posts, multiple new videos on the YouTube channel every week. We're working hard to give you guys uh, hunting and outdoor content um, on a, a daily and weekly basis in certain avenues, so be sure you go check us out. Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the podcast partner, Derek and Lacey in Mississippi. They do a great job um, booking hunts with vetted outfitters across the country, so if you're looking for an experience uh, that you've been saving up for or that bucket list hunt, give Derek a call. He'll work with you on licensing, timeline, budget, all that good stuff, and set you up with a vetted outfitter, so Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Go check them out. Gentlemen, I enjoyed it. In-person podcast, by far my favorite. (laughs) Nothing quite like it. So thank you both for for joining me this evening. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys. We're back next Monday, as always, for another episode, and we'll catch you then. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.